0: What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Big Nate. Welcome to Big Nate's story, story, Short Story Club, one of the best short story clubs. And today, I am joined today here with me and Jake Hadley. Say, what's up? Hello, what's up, everyone?
1: Thank you. Thank you, Nate, for having me.
0: <laughs> of course, yes. High honor. Uh, and today, we're going to be talking about Cathedral by Raymond Carver. And um, I was not going to smoke before this, but then Jake busted out his, his stuff. And in this story, bro, they... They smoke dope, as they say. They smoking dope. So yeah, don't. in
1: the spirit. Yeah, in the spirit of of literature. Yeah, I
0: think Raymond Carver would, would be remiss if I didn't at least take, like I said, take a ripper. Bro. He would get, get my mind right. So um, live on the air. Here we go.
1: Very nice. Very okay, scholarly.
0: James. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't see, but I just took that. I just took that hit with such distinguishment. It is, yeah, it looks like an author photo I'm looking at. It, yeah, true. Like you know, that, you know, on East of Eden, the St- uh, the Steinbeck picture where he's smoking that cigar. You know what I'm talking about? I do. I actually, I'm actually now that I bring that up, I have a whole vision where I reproduce that with a, with a with a blunt. But anyway, so now we we I've have said too much. I've already revealed too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay, real quick, we're gonna do a opening segment, which is. What book are you reading right now? Why did you pick it up and um what are your thoughts on it so far? You you mean outside of the story I'm I'm working on now
1: or reading now? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just a book. I this is what I was afraid cuz our our boy Jake just started teaching and um it's pretty hectic. So I was afraid you're like yeah, English though. He's teaching English. Yeah, I am. Yeah, so um, which means I'm I am reading
1: to kill a mockingbird right now for the first time oh, nice. since you know, um, since probably middle school, eighth grade myself. So, honestly, it's it's nice to remember why something is a classic. And since I'm teaching it, like, I get to see, like, the kids that really enjoy it. You know, I have kids that, like, already finished it and all of that, which Dang, is really cool to
0: see. But, yeah. Is, are you liking it better this time around, or um, is well, it one of those things you revisit and it's like, yeah
1: it's cool because I can apply like the lessons in it to mm-hmm. today and like kids relate to it. I, I mean like kids or even my eighth graders are more socially aware now, yeah. like definitely than than I was. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. 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 True. Cause Loki, isn't the book kind of in a weird way, like woke, isn't it kind of on like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, definitely. When you have like
1: the main character, basically like, taking on the racist mob in this small town yeah and addressing the n-word was very important too yeah you when know, we started the, reading
0: it wait what did you what did you resolve
1: what the, like, i mean the idea was, was i'm i'm not saying it in my Right. Classroom. Okay. classroom right, i think right, that right. would make me uncomfortable and everybody else yeah but and
0: wait what did they what did they have us do do you remember uh we went to different wait we went to different middle schools right or high schools no, def- sorry, not high school. But I think I read yeah it in- I read
1: it in eighth grade, and I honestly cannot remember. I want to yeah, say she maybe. Tr- said I wonder what it. they did, bro. Yeah, she was damn. an old, old traditional white lady. But I, my thing was, I just we just talked about that it's reflective of the time, and it's there for a reason. That doesn't necessarily mean I'm gonna say it, right? Because it's right. Yeah, still socially <laughs> charged, but it it serves a purpose in the story itself. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes, it, it would be disingenuous kind of not to include that word at that time in that place. Absolutely. Um, that would arguably be whitewashing. But Okay, cool. So it sounds like you're enjoying it, though? I am. And okay, I'm, nice. I got to
1: start on Fahrenheit 451 because I'm teaching that, too. And it's cool to revisit classics, but I'm definitely going to be trying to introduce some new new shit next next year hell yeah rock, rock their world might be teaching a gothic lit class oh so that dude would be cool. that
0: would be sick that would be so sick yeah
1: i'm working on that i
0: love i love all things gothic but um, okay nice cool i'm reading paradise lost still i'm gonna be reading oh. that for a long time yeah. it's fucking good dude it's good it's better than i thought because um like john milton i thought it was gonna be boring stuffy and like and it loki it, it i mean it no, it's actually not, bro. It's the language that's hard. I, it takes yeah. me a full hour. It takes me a full hour, dude, of like reading. Coffee. I sit down. Highlighter. I'm taking like a little bit of notes and stuff, but dude, it takes me an hour to read about eight pages. That's about how like I'm taking this thing slow. But it's nice to do a deep dude because it's fucking crazy, dude. His descriptions of like these like six winged angels and like the chains of rivers of fire and in hell and like like paradise Eden with um adam and eve just like bliss dude like he he gets the descriptions of those like crazy it's just wild it's crazy Uh,
1: biblical imagery can be like
0: terrifying and grim yeah it's awesome like the book of revelations
1: exactly the Mm. book of revelations is just hardcore like it's i mean it's metal as fuck
0: yeah and just like turning cities into like pillars of salt and like yeah dude isn't ezekiel or some shit like a nine-eyed cherubbin angel like fucking crazy anyway um let me ask you so have yeah. you seen nope no i haven't there's a
1: uh i mean i don't want to give it away but they they okay, do yeah. a very very interesting uh depiction of a like a biblical angel at one dude, point nice. that's, that, that's that's sick. pretty
0: neat Sounds epic epic, true truly, in fact, literally. But Okay, cool. Um, so yep, yeah, I guess now is the time to move on to Cathedral by Raymond Carver. So then yeah, let me let me just start. What what were your first impressions? Well like, I what did you think about this book or story? So I originally read this senior
1: year of high school, which I would say was like when I was moving towards the peak of my like Literary uh, uh, Interest You know what I mean like I definitely In college obviously read a lot More diverse uh, uh, Mm -hmm. Stuff That I enjoyed but like I remember reading this story and really a lot of short stories at that time. Because there's something interesting about short stories and that they're mm-hmm. almost like
0: lessons. and um, Like yeah. by definition, they have to be contained and have like a whole sort of like... Because it's, it's like a story. There's got to be like, just in general, of course. But like there's got to be exposition, rising action. There's got to be a conflict and resolution all within... And it's got to be good for it to be a good story. All in like whatever, 10... 15 pages so right and they feel um, it feels more impactful sometimes that way yes it does yeah because it kind of cuts out dude we have to read fucking borges bro we have to but he he said he's like famous short story author like one of the most famous and he says um he's like he's like i would never write a fucking novel he's like it's so much fluff there's no reason you can't there's like he's like i've never read a book that couldn't have been explained with the same concepts and ideas in like 10 pages and he said it's like a tedious terrible thing to write a novel because um short stories are so much precise and they have to pack that punch but you know that's a little contentious but 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 anyway but yeah, what was your – oh, okay, so, you know, so it yeah, was yeah. just pretty –
1: trans. like it's a transformative story like for the characters and for mm-hmm. me it was – I remember feeling like somewhat uplifted in some ways. And now when I read it, I feel the same way but it's because I almost see the world from uh, – not that I see the world but I understand better who the narrator is you know like as a person like he's we'll get into it but he's a
0: dick you know what i mean he's pretty yeah he's a, he's a dope he's a fucking dope it's hilarious. yeah he's actually hilarious and i think actually that's what makes the story so impactful because you see how he is and then you see what state he's in at the end and it's just like okay wow you even managed to like get Um, him feeling feeling like this but yeah no this was a story where one of those that i feel like is just like pleasure to read where it's like you close it like you finish it and you just can't you can't do anything but just like sit and process it for like five minutes like it knocks you off your ass you know kind of thing that's how i felt that's that was my reaction to this story when i read it and i think
1: the i think raymond carver knew that that would be the impression, because even the ending of the story is somewhat, like, I wouldn't say somber, but, um, like, very soft and quiet and kind mm-hmm. of uh,
0: right, yes. contemplative. Okay, cool. So maybe, I think it might make sense to just kind of, like, go through what happens in the story, and I feel like all the themes and things to discuss kind of just, like, come out. But, you know, just, just, so, just the very beginning of the story is... Um, <laughs> The like the the husband finding out that the blind man Robert is coming to visit,
1: who right. is,
0: and it's his wife's like good friend has been they've kept in contact for years now. He kind of gets into how like they they met and everything, but um, right off the bat, dude, he's um, salty. salty. Like, first... the husband so salty. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. First paragraph, he says. I wasn't enthusiastic about his visit. He was no one I knew, and his being blind bothered me. My idea of blindness came from the movies, In the movies blind moved slowly and never laughed. A blind man in my house was not something I looked forward to. So low key already, just right there, boom. So much of like him and what the story is is kind of like shown just in that.
1: Yeah, he's a dick, and he he yeah he basically tells you that he's an asshole by you know, saying that this man and his disability, he's like, this is going to make me uncomfortable.
0: Exactly. And kind of just already basing it off um, prejudices, you know, like just him saying like he had no, he did not, um, and like he's talking about the movies and like what he, he'd seen like that. And he said, not something I want, bro. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs>
1: right. And there's, and it happens a little bit later, so we'll talk about it, but like there's an irony in it. In that he is uh, so uncomfortable like bl- by this blind man where whereas later in the novel
0: he's almost amused by his blindness in a way and then by the end of it he's kind of like wonderstruck by it in a way you know like there, it, he's almost kind of in awe at the by the end of it again that's what makes it impactful is this dude right. is like a dope and he's and he's prejudiced and he's judging him already like just not having it and then you see where they're at at the end of the um story which you know he's like guiding him by the hand and they're drawing together um and you know his wife is asleep and he's like not paying any in which she wakes up he's not paying any attention to her because he's so engrossed you know so um but yeah so then we get some just like interesting like little um background details where robert by the way i think robert in this book the blind man or in this story i'm gonna keep saying that i think he's the only one whose name we actually find out i don't know if that's actually true but no he is
1: and i want to talk Mm. about when we get to it where where they first mention his name because i always Mm. think that's interesting when when a writer decides to reveal a character's name even if it's
0: just something like robert you know But, yeah, well, I think we can get into that because there's a whole thing on that I kind of want to talk about. But, yeah, so here we just get some kind of like basically just some background details. She went to work for him because um, whatever from a newspaper ad where she just read documents and stuff to him. And, yeah, they're just kind of doing their thing and they keep in contact. And there is like that kind of interesting scene where he mentions that the wife on her last day um, Robert, the blind man, asked if he can touch if he could just like touch her face, right. which was interesting. But just again, and I feel like that's something that's gonna crop up to me is like something about being blind, and I actually don't think it's just being blind, but something about like that makes people puts down like a level of barrier towards like intimacy like you you kind of re- you feel more vulnerable and you reveal more stuff to I feel like someone in that um, in that state well and so, yeah, the, we got... the narrator yeah. is he's he seems a bit weirded out by it mm-hmm. you know um... very weirded out at some point he said he said like he's describing his eyes the blind man's eyes he says creepy yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely uh... yeah exactly and it's weird because just
1: this is where we like learn that the wife i feel like she's she's on a totally different the totally other side of this this husband this narrator whereas he's kind of a dope she seems you know she seems a more intellectual type he says that they she she wrote a poem every year or two right yeah like she recalls this experience in a positive light and he's just he's weird weirded
0: out yeah yeah he's like um strange yeah um And this is when the wife was with the, um, whatever, her ex, her ex-man.
1: Yeah, the officer in the
0: military. Yeah. And this is where the wife, and it's almost like, I don't know quite how to put this yet, but the wife um, talking with the blind man throughout the whole thing, it's almost like, it's like, not like a kind of therapy, but it does seem like she kind of dives pretty deep into making tapes for him. During her time while she's with the husband And being stationed from base to base to base um, Because even the husband says that at some point um, He said, like, next to making a poem Sending these tapes was, like, her favorite thing to do So, you know, they have, like, this intimate friendship going on Throughout that whole thing
1: Yeah, the tapes uh, I hadn't thought about them as therapy But it it is very much like that And we never even learn who this, like, what this old man does this blind man you know it really much of who he is like he's yeah he's just like this outlet for the wife it seems um at the beginning
0: yeah and then and this is also when the wife we find out kind of from left field was she ends up at some point she kind of can't take it anymore and commits attempts uh suicide like eating all the she eats all the pills in her medicine chest drinks a bottle of gin and passes out in the tub yeah she
1: in she she can't handle the moving around and yeah just life like as a military wife and i don't it's interesting because it it's their relationship her relationship with the blind man isn't romantic but in this Mm -hmm. way it's like he he provided her the support, you know, that her her, yeah. her husband could. It's like, what, what is it, like emotional cheating?
0: And I don't know what it is, but something, and I think this was kind of getting to what I was talking about earlier, it's like something about his being blind almost implies a greater degree of listening. You putting more stock into like listening and conversation. So the tapes can kind of be a really, yeah, like kind of just like powerful thing. And she might be willing to be, like you know if her husband won't listen and she can't find a friend this is this could be doing a lot for her
1: and i don't Um, know if i'm reading too much into the blindness too especially at this point but mm -hmm. there's you know there's like something something to blindness and like wisdom for some reason in media and like i'm just thinking about like the oracle of delphi even in greek myth right where um you know there's i don't is she blind? Well, either way, there's always this, see, even in yeah. movies and whatnot, this idea uh, that, you know, uh, blind blindness somehow leads to,
0: to more wisdom and emotional depth and and all that. Being, being quote-unquote, deficient in one area makes you compensate in other areas. Um, right. Kind of thing. Which, you know, actually, just, you know, not to go on a fucking science rant, but um, people that are blind, I don't know if they're born with it or... If it has to be after they um, after they're born that they get it, or if it's both, but you got all this area for visual cortex, and things like other regions of the brain, like related to sense perceptions, will actually take over the visual cortex since it's not getting any information. So it's like auditory cortex or somatosensory cortex, for instance, might take over the visual cortex real estate and actually give them like enhanced. I mean, not you know, like I don't know what that actually translates. They're not into. like Daredevil you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly (laughs) so yeah okay we're just kind of that's just kind of some like you know background stuff but this is all leading up to you know the wife bringing home robert the blind man right and then he arrives basically he comes and the wife is all excited for they're all excited to like kind of see each other but the husband again is just kind of like he's he's upset about it (laughs) yeah he's not looking forward to it
1: yeah because you know in some ways i understand because
0: like i don't want to,
1: i don't like people
0: coming over and
1: staying at my house yeah <laughs> yeah
0: yeah exactly but yeah he comes and he keeps referring to him as like this blind man like blind man he turned his blind face toward me and he like put up his blind hand you know it's it's like stuff it's like stuff like that and there's a part actually where it's it's some it's revealed or his name is revealed at some point during this conversation but he hears it's like i saw it, it's like in one of his and li- one of the lines in here it's like he gets introduced um to his name and then in his head even though he's just been told his name still refers to him as the blind man you know what i mean like right even though he knows his name it's still the blind man and it still kind of is for for a while you know like d de- not dehumanizing that's too strong of a word but you know what i you know what i mean whereas if it was a normal person you just switch to what their name is not right he's man. reducing it to like the only yeah
1: really the only thing he- can think about or cares about but the mm-hmm. we learn his name so we learn everything about robert from the narrator which is interesting right because all of that's been been told to him by his wife yeah but this is where Secondhand. he right exactly and we learned that robert had a wife in fact that's why he he's coming to visit his wife has died recently yeah, yeah, which I by know. the way, by yeah.
0: the way real quick, bro, he, he even the narrator at this point he's like a blind man married. Can you imagine that? Like he's like how crazy is that? He's like you can't even and then he actually does take it like seriously. He like actually feels bad for the wife at some point. He pities her cuz he's like cuz they had a small wedding. He said, "Who would want to go to a wedding like that anyway?" he said. Uh, And he's, like, this person who you're never even... You spend your whole life with and you're never able to read the expressions in their face. Um, You can't get dressed up. You can't do this or that and be appreciated. And he's, like, he's just, like, sort of pitying her, which is um, interesting. And I think
1: he... I don't... This is, again, where we learn uh, Robert's name. And I don't really understand... I'm still trying to figure out why that is, you know, why it happens here. In some way, it's it's humanizing, because again, the the narrator is having a bit more empathy, at least for for Robert's wife, Beulah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Beula. He, he some... also, which he also makes fun of. He makes a comment about
0: her name, like he's yeah. just, dude, he's an ass. Yeah. So yeah, and then it's kind of like you know, I maybe it's just because. We're getting it all from his perspective, where he is just secondhand. Like, oh, um, like my wife has a blind friend, blind friend, blind man. They're talking, and then he only he only finds out his name once he's actually introduced to him because he hasn't been told. So he's fine. Maybe we're supposed to find out things with him and gradually, like this abstract, like oh, my wife has a blind friend, becomes like a person, a real person right. who's shaking your hand, has a loud voice, shakes his hand tight. You know, like it's like oh, okay. And then honestly. This is a whole. This is he. He begins to have some like certain realizations at this point, which um, I got one right here. Which this is. This is just to me. This is just funny. Like the guy is a dope, but in a way, he's very easy to like. Kind of laugh at or just says funny things. But this is him realizing like his stereotype or his pre- misconception conception of him um, was starting to be broken because he's actually like seeing him. But so he says, "This blind man feature this." He was wearing a full beard, a beard on a blind man. Too much, I say. <laughs> um, yeah, he goes in. And, yeah, and but then he said, but he said so he's like, okay, just didn't expect a blind man to have a beard. And then he says, he was realizing too he didn't have a cane and he wasn't wearing dark glasses. And he says, I'd always thought dark glasses were a must for the blind. Um, fact was, I wish he had a pair. But so that's him being a dick again. But little like little stereotypes being broken, like oh, he doesn't have a seeing eye dog. He doesn't have dark glasses, no cane. He's like this dude with like a full beard and, you know, ends up being very much more real, like like a normal person than he than he originally thought. I feel like kind of. But anyway, and I think the wife
1: notices this judgment just as much too. you know, at one point she comments that he looks distinguished and he looks at her and and the narrator he go he goes i had the feeling she didn't like what she saw i shrugged <laughs> like dude he's just like he doesn't give a yeah. fuck like he he has no <laughs> emotional depth until the yep. end of the story yes really. yeah
0: yeah and now that we're talking about it i realized that it has to be that way but yeah he, he's like a, just a freaking like goofball and you know at some point he does shit that just pisses her off like he turns on like they're talking once the conversation dies he turns the TV on like bro and I almost I don't know this actually was kind of a um, maybe a good intention thing on his part but you know, it's like, bro, just give it a second of thought where he, he was going to ask. He asked um, Robert what side of the train he came on, came in on because he's like the scenic <laughs> sides on the right. And, you know, you want so you want to go on that side this way and the left on the way back. <laughs> so he's like, what side did you sit on? And his wife's like, what side? What, the, what kind of question is that? Bro? Like, <laughs> no, it reminds me of like a sitcom
1: wife and husband scenario. Yeah.
0: Actually, exactly, exactly, but not in a way that's, like, cheesy, in a way that's, like, realistic, because Carver is a good writer, you know? Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, whatever, they're just, like, talking and shit. Let me know if I'm, like, skipping past anything, too, but... I like just, I just, just like the way he describes the meal,
1: the way they all eat. Yes. Like, ravenous. Yes.
0: Which, I the more I read this, I'm like, there has to be something to it. You don't just throw that scene in there where it's, like, they are not speaking... Cause yes, exactly. What happens next is they they go to dinner, and they are just like you said. Rab- they're just eating, not talking to each other, just fully concentrated on eating to the point that they're sweating and they're stuffed. Like, um,
1: and the yeah, the husband, the narrator says something about like the blind man right away located his food. Like, yes, I think that was another yes. thing he was surprised
0: by. Yes, exactly. Now, they're preconceived. It's like, oh, he didn't need someone to feed him. He can, funny, you know, he's coming just as hard as everybody else. Yeah. Funny story, like, about
1: food and blindness. My grandpa basically uh, <laughs> went blind towards the end, so when my grandma would feed him, she would give up, tell him where the food was at on the plate. Giving them directions, he was like, "All right, at twelve o'clock are the mashed potatoes." Like, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Yeah, at, at at two o'clock you have your green beans. Six that's o'clock, funny. you've got
0: your steak. Like it was, it was like that. Yeah, that's funny. So yes, the dinner they're just like going hard, and then they like leave without a word, bro. <laughs> like they all just leave. Like they even make a point of it, leave the dirty dishes and go to the living room, but. Does that? Do you interpret that to be anything? Like, it has to be, right? Like, I don't know what to make of of that scene. Besides, um, like... I yeah, always...
1: Food scenes in books, to me, are always, like, this great unifier, almost. Like, when we sit around mm-hmm. at a meal, Yeah, we're all... I don't know. It, it's a time of, like, social bonding in some way. But I don't... I don't know that I see that as much here cuz they're described yeah. as just like you said we scarfed scarfed mm-hmm. you know what I yeah, mean like exactly. that's a that's yep. a very specific word to use to describe them
0: I don't know I was thinking maybe something to do with like the primal nature of of like food I don't know or even like you know appetite for for life but nah those don't really those don't really work that's that's kind of like a stretch you know what I mean but I don't know. Something to think about, but it is. It has to be. I mean, unless they really, he really didn't want to do anything but just convey that they were eating a big dinner ferociously. I feel like it has. There's something there. But anyway, we, he, can, he, we can. You know, he on.
1: was on the thicker side himself.
0: Maybe he was. He was just hungry. He was yeah, like, I know. I know. It's like, yeah. <laughs> It's like going to the grocery store when you're hungry. It's like when you write when you're hungry. He said they fu- they ate steak. They, ate <laughs> they they ate till they were so full they were sweating. Yeah, strawberry nice.
1: pie, which I've like never heard of,
0: sounds good though. Yeah, you're right. That's true actually, huh? But yeah, so literally like without a word and um, without doing the dishes. And again, he makes that point. They they go to the living room. At this point, they're drinking. You know, pretty big whiskey glasses full of. Uh, whiskey there i think if i'm not mistaken the wife and the uh the blind man just kind of catch up for a while they're just talking um husband chimes in here and there but for the most part it's just them catching up until until they get tired and then some things start happening would you say that's would you say that's like right
1: yeah it's basically once she, she well she gets yeah mad about the tv yeah right?
0: exactly and a, like because what a
1: dick right exactly <laughs> but on an interesting note something you said about people with blindness developing some extra or, or not extra sense but are, are just more sensitive um in different ways you know he he mentions that he knows when he turns the tv on
0: that it's a color tv as opposed yes, to exactly, a black yeah. and white tv yep and when he has his at home um he has black and white and a color but yes he always turns the color on because he likes it better just little just fun yeah i don't know little things like that us getting to know like the uh um, robert himself but right he's quirky um, also, and he's a he's a full, yeah. yeah he's a full character beyond his yes. blindness which is important because before that he is just viewed in terms of his blindness by right. um by what's his name we don't know actually and again never it's like learned, little yeah. yeah you're right now that i think about it i'm quite sure it's only him that gets the name which i really like that move on his part actually
1: it's funny too because the narrator seems like annoyed when they're talking Mm -hmm. all about robert he's like more talk of robert robert had done a little bit of everything it seemed regular blind jack of all trades
0: (laughs) exactly bro a regular that's what i was saying too he says blind everything blind is the descriptor he says a a regular blind jack of all trades yeah that was i That was that was hilarious actually just like he's salt and he's like i was wondering when they were gonna if ever i was gonna hear my lovely husband being brought up you know (laughs) right <laughs> but, you know, nothing, nothing. They just talked about them. Uh, he said, and Their yet, he, memory. <laughs> right. And yet, he's still,
1: he's, yeah, again, almost impressed by him, especially when he, like, recognized yeah. the TV. Uh, you yeah. It was a
0: color TV. Another little thing, too, it's like he, uh Robert is smoking. And this t- apparently broke the narrator's conception of, of what a blind <laughs> person does, too. Because I'll read the part right here. And um, he said, I remembered having read somewhere that the blind didn't smoke because, as speculation had it, they couldn't see the smoke they exhaled. It makes no sense. Yeah, I thought I knew that much and that much only about blind people. But this blind man smoked his cigarette down to the nubbin and then lit another one. This blind man filled his ashtray and my wife emptied it. So it's like, oh wow, this blind man... No cane, no seeing eye dog, no glasses. He's smoking, you know, he's smoking <laughs> cigarettes. He's got this full beard. He knows where his food is on the plate. Like,
1: Yeah, he, again, almost impressed, right? Mm-hmm. But not quite to that point. He, Yeah, he isn't quite to that point of realization where he's like, damn, I'm the asshole.
0: Yeah, but he's at least noticing some individual elements about him that like are not related to like his blindness or at least breaking his conception of what he thought it was but yeah so that goes on for a while and then um the wife actually goes up to change into her clothes and then um they uh the narrator he basically sparks up a doobie bro he he's he's got his doobie right here It's yeah he's like you want to
1: smoke some dope you know what i mean yeah
0: yep and then the wife comes down and she's like, "What's that? What's that smell?" He says, "We thought we'd have us some cannabis." <laughs> like, he's just he's just funny, bro. But yeah, so, and then she joins the circle too, bro. She she gets in rotation.
1: Well, the the best part is that is that she she asks, she goes, "Robert, I didn't know <laughs> you smokey said I do now, my dear." Yep, I know he said. There's a first time for everything. Yeah, dude, his wife died. He, yeah, he's yeah, he's having the time of his life now.
0: Yeah, which also just this one, this one's kind of out of left field. But before I forget, one thing we revealed about Robert too is he's talking, uh, he's a ham radio operator. Because I was going to say that reminded me because he's trying new uh, things. It seems like he has a very, he's very much a go getter in life still, where like he's also a ham radio operator, licensed guy. And he's had conversations with people. This is again, like kind of reliant, like com- when you're blind, you, I don't know if this, this might be a stretch, but it's like you can't read facial expressions or whatnot so you kind of have to put more stock into conversation so you can have these like one-on-one intimate conversations like he does with people around the world they're like he says if he went anywhere in the world basically or all these places he'd have a he'd gladly have a place to stay Um, he's like a man of the world without ever
1: having traveled it it seems
0: yeah yeah and i think too this is going to come out with with the narrator, where eventually he kind of like releases himself to Robert too, and kind of puts down his social barriers, and they again they have this very intimate experience. It's something about Robert. There's something almost, almost enchanting in his ability to like speak and listen. You you know what I mean? Like, is that making sense? Oh yeah, and and
1: he again is initially creeped out. He comments on his eyes. So there, yeah, there is this. Um, he he makes. Robert seem otherworldly in a way right like right. it's very um, it's a life-changing experience as we'll see but it yeah um, he really is almost mesmerized by him and it's because mm-hmm. yeah Robert yeah he just like takes has this hold over people and it's because like you said he's that conversationalist
0: like he he, yeah. he
1: listens and he understands
0: okay so yeah this is where the wife is like okay i'm just gonna close my eyes wake me up if i fall asleep next sentence is or it, i think it's even the same sentence as that and then she fell asleep and then she yeah. closed her eyes and fell asleep so so and he's also kind of not happy about this too because he's like fuck i wish she hadn't fallen asleep now i'm alone with the now i'm alone with the blind man but this was an important development because now it kind of forced them together right absolutely and this is a part where so so the wife falls asleep uh which also at some point uh this was this is what was funny too i thought just like him being a funny guy was her robe slipped open a little bit and he said there was a juicy thigh exposed so he goes so he covers it and he's like wait it doesn't he does it doesn't matter so he, he flips it back open he says what the hell <laughs> like just that was funny um but i like the uh, idea that robert senses all this too i don't know yeah but yeah, that would yeah that would be funny but, yeah, so, you know, things kind of quiet down. It's just the two of them. And, you know, um, narrator is like, you know, let me know if you're tired. And Robert says, not yet. No, I'll stay up with you, bub. Also, he says bub. He calls him bub. Shit yeah, funny.
1: he says bub all the
0: time. I love it. Yeah. It and reminds the first me time of
1: Wolverine.
0: He... Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. But, okay, he says, no, I'll stay up with you, bub, if that's all right. I'll stay up until you're ready to turn it in. We haven't had a ch- we hadn't had a chance to talk. You know what I mean? Um, which I'm doing bad job reading it, but you know he's easing his way into like you know they've been very acquaintance level, but now he's like you know if you know if it's all good with you if you want to stay up I'm you know I'm happy for the co- I'm happy for the company. He wants to break the ice.
1: Yeah. yeah exactly. Literally. Um, and he he honestly, I mean, again there's this thing about his blindness that allows him to break down barriers in a way he yeah. you know he the way in which he came to know the wife's face by touching it you know um and which you know he couldn't do
0: that, if he was which he couldn't do if he was blind or if he was not blind you know what right. I mean? it's only because he's able to um but yeah the way i was kind of thinking about this almost is like you know have you ever had the experience where it's like you for some reason or with a stranger and for some reason, because you know, like even maybe at a party or something, because you'll never, because you know, you'll never see them again. You have like a level of intimacy where you'll like tell them things you don't even tell normal people. Like, do you know what I'm, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah,
1: no, I know. Sometimes I think of it as just oversharing Yeah, <laughs> and that then I too, feel right? bad exactly. about <laughs> it afterwards. But exactly. In but sometimes this, it's legit. It's therapeutic and it's just like, yeah, it's, you know, it's just bouncing your thoughts off. Some random person who's really opinion you don't care about, but it's nice to talk to somebody.
0: And I feel like something about, and this isn't quite right, but something like this, where something about being blind almost gives you talking to them a level of like anonymity, anonymity, whatever, anonymity, um, anonymity? anonymity, anonymity of like you being able to be more vulnerable in front of them like whatever it is is going on with the stranger i'll know i know i'll never see you again it's like because i don't really know you i can do this. something about that i don't know seems like seems like it's at play but.
1: and that he thinks the same thing about beulah robert's yeah, wife yeah, he's like how exactly. could he she even she even love him you know mm. and everything knowing he he would never see her and all yeah, that, yeah. And for but for the
0: for the narrator, it's a, it's a whole other thing, right? Mm-hmm. But so they kind of chit chat or whatever, and then they kind of fall to watching the TV. And this is where the cathedral stuff starts. This is kind of where I feel like the crux of the story starts, kind of taking place where if I'm not mistaken, so like they've smoked the doobie, they've they've got drinks in. I think that's kind of important because they're feeling loose in this guy who maybe or normally might not open up. But anyway, um, so they're watching a program on cathedrals or something and like uh, basically just showing them different cathedrals of the world. And, um, at some point they're just like showing, they're just panning images of it or whatever. So the author or the narrator is like, I felt like too long went by and I had to say something and something somewhere around this time he asks, he begins to like, kind of like genuinely wonder, he's like, do you even know what a cathedral is? Like, like when I say cathedral, does any, does that mean anything to you? Do you have any idea what we're talking? Like he says something like that.
1: Yeah it's a it's almost condescending but but in a way it's he's he's curious and he's actually trying to he's see curious. something from this man's perspective and understand yeah. how this how how
0: Robert understands the world exactly it's like it's like he's finally for the first time beginning to think about Robert as a person and when he does that when, this is it, you're right it's almost Almost like condescending, almost, almost like childlike, and he's yeah. almost—he's just like curious to see how it actually works. He says, uh, "He says here, then something occurred to me, and I said something has occurred to me." Which again, dude, just a dope. He said, "Something has occurred to me. Do you have any idea what a cathedral is? Uh, what they look like? That is. Do you follow me? If somebody says cathedral to you, do you have any notion what they're talking about? Do you know the difference between that and a Baptist church? Say, and it's like <laughs> Loki." I had I had just recently he just left the lab but um, shout out shout out David but he was our lab manager and um, David is blind and I was low key I realized this while I was reading this I was kind of doing something similar to to like what he's doing where I'm just kind of like asking questions and in that conversation, cause I'm just like, what, so what's it like when you, cause one of the things I asked actually was like, what are your, do you have any favorite sounds? Like, do you have some sounds that you just like that are just kind of like beautiful to you? That's, that's what I asked. And he said, one of them is biking in the forest where it's like, you can hear the chain of the bike turning and it's all hushed and everything. And it's like, dang, that's crazy. That's, but I was kind yeah, of, yeah,
1: that's insane. That's like a view of the world that us seeing people would never, would never have, really yeah
0: yeah and and this is him kind of i think as, asking being curious about his experience uh, also too when i when i was talking to the um to david he said uh he said that he's actually very much a visual um learner like some, something like that but mm. visual to him mm. is like tactile like he can almost i think he was saying i kind of forget but i think he was saying you can almost like picture textures very well something something like that so anyway well wow, i that thought hurts. that was like a yeah, exactly. Um, I thought that was like a pivotal experience cuz he kind of has like an epiphany. In fact, it, it's just worded in his like dopey way, but it it actually is kind of like an epiphany. He says, "Then something occurred to me." And I said, "Something has occurred to me." But that is his, that is his turning point. I actually um I actually feel like And this is where so, he starts yeah. to describe
1: where the blind man, I think this
0: moment's funny,
1: right? Cuz the narrator is asking him you know do, do you know what this
0: looks like he and he tries explaining it and he's like kind of reminds me of an aqueduct and he's like wait do you know what an aqueduct is right. <laughs> or vi- vida whatever but so i also
1: think this moment is funny in a way because the uh the blind man sitting there right and these things are just flashing on screen and mm-hmm. there is this moment right where he's like hmm. I wonder if he's bored. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I just realized exactly. he's not—he is not seeing what I am seeing right now. Like this mm-hmm. is—he's we're sitting—he's sitting in silence.
0: Uh, and I think that's what prompts him to even um, start talking in the first place because he's like, "Shit, I should—I should say something." Because uh, he's just—what is he just sitting there? Yeah, exactly.
1: And the first thing he does is start describing it, which I think. it, Well, is, does Robert yeah. ask?
0: I can't remember. I don't think he asks in the beginning. I think he just starts, maybe this is when he did it actually, but it starts explaining it because it's like a quiet, it's just like panning um, images of cathedrals and it's silent so Robert doesn't have any clue of what's going on and and then he, and it's funny, he's like almost awkward, uncomfortable. He's like, I felt like I should say something like it'd been a while since he, like anything was coming from the TV, he's probably confused. So then he starts, I think, describing what, what he's seeing. I don't think he asked, but yeah.
1: And then as he's, de- you know, he's describing, uh, I like the line, he, he, Robert says, skeletons, I know about skeletons, right? And then, which is that pretty That was hilarious. Creepy. I thought, also I thought funny. that was hilarious. And then, which yeah. I, this later, shortly after, he he asks about the paintings in the church, and he goes, on oh, yes. those fresco paintings. Yes. Brilliant,
0: dude. Literally brilliant. He has
1: familiarity with the world, and he... Like, he, he can contextualize things, right? And almost, yeah. like, he has all this prior knowledge to help him imagine what this is like.
0: And he's almost, like, you know, seems, like, strong to say, but almost, like, thirsty for life. You know, he's always trying to learn new things. He's always trying, um, like, probably, like, different... You you get the idea then he's got the ham radio. He's he's done so many things. He's still had a very colorful and illustrious life. He hasn't let the the blindness hold him back, which is kind of... Um, I think it's surprising to um, the narrator too just in general but you're right he said, what kind of paintings are they frescoes <laughs> that, was, that was funny and then kind of what so let me know if again if I'm missing anything because I'm afraid I am but then then after a certain point, they kind of like they're like they're like all right let's cut the crap and he's like let's he's like let's how about you draw a cathedral for me why don't you he's like would you mind drawing it for me it, it's something like that
1: well yeah. I the only thing that I would uh you know want to mention there would be like how he describes you know as if he's religious because he's mm. describing the the cathedrals as yeah. you know reaching towards god so he he's starting to ask about robert as a person not yes, a blind yeah. man not simply exactly. a blind man right but you know so asking something a little more personal yeah and he's starting and religion, to feel yeah. this this moment is you know one of connection or,
0: or even intimacy. And the religion thing is interesting cuz I don't know, I can't help but think the end of the story had om- it almost had the vibe of like re- this is too strong, I feel like of a claim, but it almost had the vibe of like religious spiritual experience. The the end the end of the story with him and Robert. So that's just kind of interesting, but you're right, he totally asks about the um the religion thing.
1: I remember my um Senior year AP English teacher, AP English lit. Shout out Sheila Novak. Um, Yeah, for real. You know that was what she. I'm pretty sure she was like, or is, you know, a a pretty devout Catholic, and that was like one thing she she really talked about was was this idea of the the whole story, especially the ending being a religious experience for the for the narrator. Right in this this idea that this, mm. I like um, that. Almost, I mean, he does seem like almost this like messiah figure again, like this mm. why old wise man with yeah. you know the long Ray- scarlet
0: beard. Yes, and it's Raymond Carver style where he's still down, He's drinking whiskey. He's smoking. He's smoking. <laughs> he's yeah. a messiah who's smoking dope. But but you're right. It is. It is. I could. I could see that. I could see that. He kind of just comes in his life and like by the end of the night gets through to him and by the end of it, he's he's had a life-changing experience. He even kind of basically says that, but you're, that's a that's a good point to bring up. Um, but he says, hey, listen to me. Will you do me a favor? I got an idea. Why don't you find us some heavy paper and a pen? We'll do something. We'll draw one together, a cathedral. Uh, get us a pen and some heavy paper. Go on, bub, get this stuff. <laughs> Yeah, that's just funny. But yeah, so then then he gets he gets whatever he like goes um, gets kids paper gets pen, and then he sits on the they both sit on the floor together, and he starts drawing a cathedral. Right?
1: He gets a he gets a, a, a what I like he gets a shopping bag, a paper shopping yeah. bag. Yeah, paper shopping.
0: Right? Yeah, and shakes out the onion shakes out the onion wraps at the bottom and then it's just a little details like that. It.
1: Yeah, that I, it's great. It's just little things that make the world
0: you know feel real um yeah, even in a real. short story no i i agree I, I love that i love that little thing with just yeah shaking it. like it's like he's rushing around that he's like shit uh pen paper he has to go upstairs to get the pen he's like kind of looking through shit and but yes exactly it's real so um and like kind of spontaneous and then like this happens he's like okay cool and then they, they sit down on the floor and they're over the table and yes he starts drawing the cathedral And this is when, and this, the whole tone of Robert at this point has a very interesting feel to it where, um, he's like, he said, he found my hand, the hand with the pen. Um, he closed his hand over my hand. He said, go ahead, bub, draw, draw. You'll see. I'll follow along with you. It'll be okay. Just begin now. Like I'm telling you, you'll see draw. And he just keeps saying, good job. You're doing great. Swell. And then he says, never thought anything like this could happen in your lifetime. Did you, bub? Well, it's a strange life. We all know that. Go on now. Keep it up. But he's like encouraging him. Like, yes, go, go. Right. You, know,
1: you know what I mean? He, it's like he knows what he's doing, you know? He knows mm-hmm. that this guy, he came into this guy's house and this guy's closed-minded in some way. Yeah. Maybe he knows that he's mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Um, yeah. Maybe that's why the dinner described is described as so silent. You know, mm. we we this is an unreliable narrator in some ways. We know this guy's kind of a dope. Like he seems like a jock, right? Yeah. So he oh, just yeah, sat sure. there sure. and just like
0: ate and ate and ate and didn't ask or say anything. But then it's like, why wasn't the wife? Because the wife and the blind man. Why weren't they talking? Mm. But but no, I, I like I like that. I like that. But yeah, and at this point, it's kind of like all all his social inhibitions, reservations about the blind man are kind of out the window like he is letting he's sitting side by side with him the blind man has his hand wrapped around his own and they're and he's drawing on this paper a cathedral for him to picture after he's like you know what's it like for you to picture a cathedral and he's like here why don't why don't you draw it and they're doing it the, they're like they're doing this thing so we've come a long way from the beginning um and he's very much interacting with robert as an actual not only just as an actual person but as a person that he's connecting with at like a very like I said, like we said, intimate level. So they're and the narrator's
1: intimate. into it. He says, he says, I couldn't stop. TV station uh, went off the air. Put down the pen and closed and opened my fingers. He felt around right, and then they he, he he starts doing it again. He said, I kept at it. I'm no
0: artist, but I just kept just drawing just the same. And then, and then like he, and then you're right. The TV turns off. He's not, he doesn't even care. He doesn't turn it back on or doesn't change the program. It's like, there, and it's just him and Robert and it's silent. And then, and then Robert is like, he gets even more into the encouragement. He says, you got it, bub. I can tell you didn't think you could, but you can't, can't you? He said, you're cooking with gas now. You know what I'm saying? We're going to really have us something in here in a minute. I'm doing a terrible job of like, (laughs) it, it reads much better normally, but things seem to be like intensifying and he's getting more and more into it. And the wife even wakes up and she's like, what's going on? You know, like, what the hell? You know, because she just looks up and they're just like sitting. That was kind of a funny And the narrator doesn't say anything, right? Yes, doesn't answer. just is still drawing. And it's the blind man who's like, you know, we're good. Just, you know, go back to sleep.
1: And (laughs) Uh, I
0: love the moment where Robert
1: suggests drawing people, right? In in the cathedral. He says, put some people in there. What's a cathedral without people? He has... I, you know, he just like has more knowledge, I think, than he lets on in some not I mean, you know, not that he right. That's not a necessarily like deeper, insightful knowledge, but this idea that he's like, you know, draw these draw these people in here like this is a real
0: portrait or, you know, a real a real picture. Yes. He, yes. He's he's really trying to picture that what a real cathedral scene would be like. And they're kind of doing it together. Um, I feel like I might just read the end, the end of the story, but you know, at, at some point, cause the wife's like, what's going on, Robert, what are you doing? What's going on? Um, it's all right. He said to her, and then, um, close your eyes. Now the blind man said to me, I did it. I closed them just like he said, are they closed? He said, don't fudge. They're closed. I said, keep them that way. He said, he said, don't stop now draw. So they keep doing it. They keep drawing. They keep drawing. And then he said, I think that's it. I think you got it. Take a look. What do you think? But I had my eyes closed. I thought I'd keep them that way for a little longer. I thought it was something I ought to do. Well, he said, are you looking? My eyes were still closed. I was in my house. I knew that. But I didn't feel like I was inside anything. It's really something, I said. And that's how it ends. Yeah, yeah. It's... I'm doing... A, I'm I'm not a good... Uh, aud- I should not do an audiobook ever. Because I'm doing it... Because that was like... Dude, that gave me chills when that happened, but it yes, takes a certain
1: that's... voice. Yeah, a certain tone, <laughs> timber. But yeah. yeah. It's still a like a banger of a of an ending. You know, in this line, but I didn't feel like I was inside anything. You know, I can't
0: tell if the narrator feels liberated in some way. I was even interpreting that a little bit like he was almost more so taking the perspective of what it might be like for Robert, who as doesn't have any conception of like, not like of space, but like, you know, like a visual being within a room, things like that. He said, I knew I was in my house. I knew that, but I didn't feel like I was inside anything. Almost like, and again, he's got his eyes closed. Like this is, he's trying to, he's even after he's told him to open it, this is him kind of experiencing it through like Robert's, Robert's point of view in a way. Um, so that's kind of how, how I took that. Um, and then, so, he, yeah, exactly. He's not looking at it. He's just sitting there with his eyes closed. And then he says, like, it's really something. And it's like, you know, like, you can tell he's kind of in awe. And he's, he's like, in wonder at this experience that he's just had.
1: Right. And he, he you know, he's not talking about the drawing, right? He's talking mm-hmm. about no. this experience. Yeah. And that's, you know, something that, that
0: Robert doesn't know, right? Or maybe he does. Um, and then does it even really matter too but yeah, no, like like um, he says at some point, it was like nothing else in my life up to now implying that this is actually like a life life-changing thing, that's kind of why I like religious experience interpretation because that's like, that's how religious experiences are described as being like nothing else they've experienced in their life like inexpressible, like that kind of thing
1: and it you know, we give a lot of, uh we've been talking about Robert as like this mystical person, but on the other end, it's a really like human story and human ending. And I, that, I think that's part of what I love about it is just how, like, I mean, it's even humbling almost for like me as a reader, Yeah. right? Seeing this, uh, this transformation take place.
0: Not to include the fact that people oftentimes really actually do have like These misconceptions of blind people and blind people actually are oftentimes portrayed like in the way that Robert had any knowledge of them in the first place, where there's stereotypes with the glasses and the seeing eye dog and the cane. And this story does actually a very good job of just even pushing forth like that aspect of things, like humanizing people that otherwise have like disabilities, I guess you would say. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Humanizing people that are oftentimes in this way, like dehumanized. So yeah, it's a great story, bro. It was kind of blew me away. It is, it is. And it's again,
1: there's, there's a simplicity to the prose because, because the narrator is this dope and this simpleton, but it also but still good. Right. And that's what part of what lends itself to it is sort of the, even the way that the, the language changes over time. You know, not only is it accessible, right? But it really it fits
0: the the story and the message. So, from what I read of Raymond Carmer, he Carmer, Raven, God, Raymond Carver is he does have like that very simple, accessible prose. And in fact, like I told, I got this textbook. You know, that's how I'm reading it, and right. it has little it has little excerpts about like on writing and stuff like that. And his excerpt was literally all about like basically the beauty of simplicity and paring down prose as far as much as you can and still expressing the same thing. So, um, yeah, and he does, he does a good job of that. But yeah, dude, I thought this, I was like, dude, that story was crazy. And then next I read, um, a small good thing by him. Very
1: sad. Yeah. I have, I, I should reread that because I have not read it again since it's I think fucked, senior bro. year,
0: but it's, I think it'll, I think it was, or I since think I read this book, I, I read yeah. cathedral. Yeah, I recommend that one too. That one was fucked. Yeah, I was like, okay, but um, did you have anything else more you wanted to say about Cathedral?
1: No, I think that um, this story, along with what we talk about when we talk about love, are probably my two favorite stories because they mm. depict these like average people having some yeah. realization, having some really um, a vulnerable moment. And, and some kind of transformation takes place. Have you read that one?
0: Uh, yeah, I have actually. Yeah, yeah I, that was a that's a really good one too. Uh, but yeah, too, Raymond Carver, as I understand, it was all like blue collar in his life. You know, like he was like a hard, like kind of like a labor worker kind of thing. Um, and I think that's partly why he writes so much from the perspective of like everyday ordinary people. Yeah, um, is because he was around them so much, and they have you know just as much of inner life in... A story to tell as you know some epic other story, but and I
1: don't know what it is about Raymond Carver and his stories that I'm just able to imagine this world like so clearly. It's almost like
0: eerie and empty in some ways, right? Yeah, his writing it does do a good job of that, and you can't even really place why, but it just gives you that feeling. You know, which... do you, you're familiar with the idea of like a liminal space? Like this transitional
1: yeah, mm. space and it just f- sort of feels otherworldly. That's always how I feel. I feel like I'm in a place, a, a liminal
0: space when I'm reading um, yeah, Raymond Carver. I don't know what it is. No, I get, I kind of get that. And now that you say that, it actually reminds me of this other book of short stories that kind of has that. And now that you're saying it like that, it makes me realize that I felt that way about a different thing of short stories right here. Uh, you are not a stranger here, Adam Hazlitt, which got... Oh, National Book Award finalist. But for a book of short stories, I feel like to be a even a finalist—that's you know—it's a good book of short stories. Sure. And Pulitzer yeah. Prize and Pulitzer Prize finalists So, uh, same vibe, same vibe. Where just in such short amount of time, you're able to create this whole like world. But okay, well, um, I think with that we conclude a wildly successful Big Nate Short Story Club um, episode. So thank you for watching Big Nate Short Story Club, home of the best short story clothes.